and other religious teachers offered advanced knowledge of religious truth. They produced complicated myths to explain God and the origin of this world. And they sought mystic union with the divine. These themes of advanced knowledge, myth-making, and mystical union have persisted, not only in Christianity, but also in Judaism and Islam. To begin, I want to explain what words like gnosis, gnostic, and gnosticism mean and give you a sense of the general features of the religious movements that we call Gnosticism. What were their distinctive ideas? Why did these ideas appeal to ancient people? And why did the teachings of the Gnostics alarm other Christian leaders? I also want to explain the importance of the manuscripts that Muhammad Ali al-Saman found near Nakamadi and why much of what I will discuss in this course we didn't even know just 70 years ago. The English word Gnosticism was invented by an English scholar in the 17th century, but he based it on the Greek word gnosis. As I said, gnosis in ancient Greek means knowledge, but not just any kind of knowledge. It refers to personal, direct, immediate knowledge. For example, if I told you that I know a lot about the city of London, you would expect that I know where it's located, what its history is, how it's laid out, and so on, but you might not think that I have necessarily been to London personally. I could have acquired this knowledge through books, television programs, or websites. But if I were to say to you, I know London, that's something different. In that case, I'm saying that I've been to London. I've walked its streets, talked to its inhabitants, eaten in its restaurants, and so on. This kind of knowledge is immediate, direct, and personal. And it's hard to put into words. I might say about another person, yes, I know Susan. And I could probably describe Susan and her life in some detail, but I probably would not be able to explain to you fully in words my knowledge of Susan. You really have to get to know Susan yourself if you want to really know Susan. And you really have to go to London yourself if you really want to know London. That's the kind of knowledge Gnosis is. What the ancient Gnostics said is that they have and they can offer to others Gnosis of God. Direct, immediate, personal knowledge of God. Now this claim that they have and supply Gnosis of God did not make the Gnostics unique in the ancient world. Many other religious teachers and groups said the same thing, including other Christians who are now considered Orthodox. What set the Gnostics apart was their use of the term Gnostic to describe themselves and the content of the gnosis or knowledge that they offered. The adjective and noun Gnostic comes from the Greek word Gnostikos, which meant having to do with gnosis or supplying gnosis. The great philosopher Plato, who died around 347 BC, invented the adjective Gnostikos to describe fields of study and parts of the human intellect that have to do with gnosis. Fields of study that are gnosticos, Plato said, don't give you practical knowledge, knowledge that you can use directly to accomplish things like carpentry or baking. Instead, a gnosticos science provides knowledge that's simply knowledge, higher knowledge that may make you wiser or more virtuous, but doesn't really give you a skill. For example, higher forms of mathematics. Later philosophical writers who admired Plato continued to use the term gnosticos, 
but always to refer to fields of study or to aspects of the human intellect. It was a highly technical word, one that scholars would use, not one that most ordinary people would ever use. But around the year 180 AD, a Christian leader and writer named Irenaeus revealed that certain Christians were using the term Gnosticos to refer to themselves. They were the Gnostics, and they formed a group called the Gnostic School of Thought. This is the first time in history that we know of people being called Gnostic. Clearly, these self-proclaimed Gnostics were highlighting their special relationship to Gnosis. A lot of people and groups claimed to offer Gnosis of God, including Irenaeus, but these folks made Gnosis the defining feature of their religious identity. In the coming lectures, we'll learn a lot more about Irenaeus, who was a leader of Christians in Lyon in France. That's because Irenaeus's